0: Hello, Nephew community, and welcome to the last Hot Topics in Nephrology podcast for 2022. I'm Aaron Emmel, a member of the Nephew Medical Affairs team, and here with us as always is our key expert, Mark Newman, who's always keeping us apprised of the latest news and hot issues in the kidney care space, and today we're just going to basically do a wrap of 2022 and talk a little bit about some of the top stories that had some impact in the kidney care field. Uh, Maybe we can look a little bit forward as well to 2023. And we'll be back again next year with these monthly podcasts. So please do stay tuned for that. But with that in mind, Mark, uh, give us a little starting point on some key issues in 2022.
1: Right. Thanks, Aaron. So we know that in January of each year, uh, that means uh, we always see updates to a number of payment policies for nephrologists and dialysis providers. Um, and we'll cover that a little bit later in the talk, but certainly I think one of the big stories that came out of um, uh, 2022 and is key for uh, patients with a kidney transplant is this new uh, expanded immunosuppressive drug coverage. And um, this has been years in the making. I mean, this, this legislation has been pushed for, oh gosh, five or six years now. And what was the key turning point for this legislation this year, and it finally got approved, was the fact that um, there were reports that Congress had requested that showed by passing this legislation, it would be a benefit to the Medicare program, a financial benefit. And those are the types of policies and legislation that uh, Congress is, of course, always willing to approve. Uh, Because if it shows that the Medicare program is going to save money, uh, that's almost like what you might say, a no-brainer, right? So we need to pass that. And for many years, nobody did the report showing this. So in essence, what the report said is that by keeping patients, uh, keeping those transplants, those uh, uh, kidney transplants viable um, and providing the patients with the drugs that they need to do that, it eliminates or certainly reduces the number of transplants that are rejected because patients can't afford the drugs. And this has been a well-defined problem because these are very expensive drugs. So the CBO report that came out and and another one indicated that if we pay for these drugs, in essence, we will save money because we won't have to do a re-transplant. We won't have to send these patients back to dialysis. So as I mentioned, this has been a number of years. This was finally passed in 2020, but the the policy uh, wasn't going to start until this coming January. And that was for, I'm sure, reasons for them to make sure that they figured out how to blend this into the Medicare program and the Medicare benefit. So this Medicare benefit is for patients under 65 years old who, as we've mentioned uh, in previous podcasts, only have Medicare coverage for three years after their transplant. The new benefit does not extend Medicare coverage under Part A or Part B, but it offers this lifetime coverage of the transplant drugs under the Part D uh, drug program. So it doesn't extend, if you're a transplant patient, uh, your Medicare coverage ends at three years, but this is sort of like an option that you can pick that is from Medicare and is a Medicare program. And as we get into it in a minute, you have to pay a, a premium, just like you would pay a Medicare premium, but the costs for that are significantly less than if you didn't have that coverage. And, and as I mentioned, that's important because this is the group, in essence, if you think about it, these are the patients who really do benefit the most from a kidney transplant. These might be people who are working, um, who have still have a, um, a robust uh, uh, experience with their families, and they want to be part of that family experience, and um, they're just more active. And so, those are the patients that you want to make sure to get transplants and can uh, get off dialysis. So, this is the group that's been sort of uh, left behind in terms of um, getting this benefit. So, the the benefit, as I mentioned, uh, this will this will help, and certainly in terms of protecting the organ um, and relieve Medicare. Uh, the, relieve really the Medicare program of the high costs for dialysis. You know, like they said, there's there's a number of opportunities for these patients, and I think that's uh, that's the way a lot of people that's the way Congress looks at it as well. Um, so it's one less thing to worry about in terms of the high cost for those expensive drugs. Um the premium for the first year of this benefit is expected to be around ninety five dollars a month, and they calculate that there's a formula for that. But um, and they're going to set it each year. So it's sort of based on a formula that includes what the Medicare premium is going to be and the number of patients I believe that they anticipate uh, will be part of the program. So it's a formula. And um, and that's in essence what you would pay that ninety five dollars a month for the for the uh, drugs.
0: So that's going to be a big savings for patients, and for the Medicare program, uh, access to these drugs improves because the costs of the patients are lower.
1: Yeah, right. it's a very hard it's a very high cost for these drugs. And as I said, Medicare will cover you um, for that first three years um, after the transplant, but then after that. And the assumption here is that you know Medicare's thinking is, okay, we, we will pay for the treatment, we will pay for the transplant we will pay for the drugs for those first three years. But our anticipation is that once those three years are over, you can, you'll be getting a job and you'll have other insurance that will cover the cost. So in in essence, we've covered this up to this point. Um, We want you to take over and be responsible for those things. Um, And it's also, you know, as I mentioned earlier, this is a great way for Medicare to protect its investment. Transplants are expensive um, for curing the organ, which is always in short supply as we know, to paying for the transplants and making the anti-rejection drugs available to patients. You know, still the government sees that as a better alternative than paying for dialysis, which can go on for years with little rehabilitation of the patient. You know, this expanded benefit now removes the danger, as I said earlier, of patients losing their transplant because they can no longer afford to pay for the drugs uh, they need to protect the organ.
0: Well, those are all good things, Um, so glad to hear that, and and hopefully we'll get to hear uh, some updates in the near future on how this program is rolling out. Um, Now, what are some of the other top stories for the year that we can recap on?
1: Yes, we mentioned earlier uh, January 1st, for example, this drug coverage, uh, expanded drug coverage, of course, uh, begins January 1st, Um, but in addition to that, we have final rules that have been passed as well for payments for physicians, uh, particularly nephrologists, of course, and also for the dialysis providers. So uh, neither of these two parties, as I mentioned, the two groups are particularly happy with what they uh, can expect on January 1st. Dialysis providers will get more money for treatments, but there's a lot of concern that's not enough to cover the spiraling costs for staffing and operating the dialysis clinic. Uh, plus, the providers have seen mass attrition of patients due to the COVID um, pandemic, so they are closing centers. I mean, um, Davida mentioned just in its recent uh, third quarter um, uh, report that there was closing 44 dialysis centers. That's just in that quarter alone, So, uh, and, and there's also costs tied to that, just you know, to closing those clinics. Um, <clears throat> so that may help with the staffing crunch but it also means that those centers are no longer generating revenue for the company. So the fact that they're closing centers, they've lost a lot of patients, which is tied into that um, due to COVID, um, it's creating a problem for, in essence, the viability of these providers.
0: So Mark, it sounds like the industry and medical societies have some work ahead of them. Um, So as we wrap up this year, let's look ahead as well, Mark, and, and what can we look forward to next year?
1: Yeah, so the big topic, of course, has already been established, which is value-based care. We've been hearing about this from CMS for a couple of years now, and there were a number of presentations at at kidney meetings during 2022 on who the players are and how it's going to work. So there's no doubt this emergence of value-based care will be an important topic in 2023, who those players will be, what will outcomes look like, uh, how CMS will make the transition, Along with dialysis providers and physicians from the decades-old fee-for-service model, <laughs> you know, as former uh, Health and Human Services chief uh, Azar said to me in a recent interview, uh, "There's no turning back. So fee-for-service is going away. Value-based care um, needs to be sorted out. Uh, certainly, the big providers are on board with this, and CMS is on board with this, and so." We're doing various demonstrations right now, <clears throat> such as the Kidney Care Choices model that we've mentioned a couple times in our podcast, and also the ET, uh, ESRD Treatment Choices model That tie in with that. So we're trying to figure out how that all sorts out, but certainly in 2003, we're going we're to certainly get some more answers on it. Well, definitely
0: a lot to look forward to, and, and Mark, as always, we thank you you for your time and expertise. And we'll look forward to having you back uh, every month next year to keep us up to date on what's going on. And to the NEPHEW community, thank you as always for tuning in. It's been a great year uh, this year, having your audience and and being able to provide all of the educational resources that we have on NEPHEW. And I hope you found this podcast instructive. So uh, happy holiday season to everybody. And we'll look forward to seeing you back in 2023. Thank you.